It's now time for the Mindset Motivator with Chris Simons. Quick short tips to help improve your life. And now, here's Chris Simons. So with the juice, do you believe it should be mandatory, pro-choice? What's your take on this? And if so, why do you think it's going this way? Whatever your answer is, why do you think it would be put that way? I mean, it definitely should be mandatory. That's a no-brainer. We're literally about to pass a euthanasia bill in New South Wales, along with other states, yet they come back and these same people say, oh, no, you can't kill yourself with COVID. That's, that's not a sanctioned way of doing it. It's like, what? what? Like, can't you see the double standard here? Huge so, double, do huge double standard. Like, it's like, what? What? How does that make logical sense at all? It's like people, you know, they support Black Lives Matter protests and then, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, the Freedom Rally protest, they say, oh, that's selfish, you know, and it's like, come on, man, oh, let me just throw my charger in here. But just answer this one, but I've got to get my charger from my laptop. Many police, you know, they're, they're very over it. Many police are over it. You know, there was an even video the other day with a young kid saying, God, we're fucking over this lockdown as well right? We're over it. What could you say to police that, you know, this goes against their morals and ethics and integrity to go this way? They don't want to attack people, They're like of their own people, especially people that are just standing up for their rights and freedoms, which is essentially the police rights and freedoms really as well. Because once they take the badge off, they're just a person like me and you. What could you say to police officers that are watching and even people that there's a lot of people here that are like oh the cops are pigs and all that kind of shit which it's a touchy subject how how do you think we can go the best way around this what could you say to police officers to the public what what do you think um you know around this subject what do you think what's your views yeah so so i've got a um i've actually got a police officer coming in on monday uh, morning at 11 a.m yeah and uh former former officer is going to be telling us He's, he's going to be telling the people and other officers exactly what he thinks about that. So I do want to leave the majority of that to him on Tuesday, just a bit of a tea. Yeah, yeah, cool. What would, I tell the, what, would I, what would I tell the officers? Oh, no, it's very simple what I'm going to tell the officers. It's that, you know, we're going to have these royal commissions, whether you like it or not. I'm a young guy. I'm 24 years old. Fuck, are you only 24? And I'm 24. Wow. I've got a lot of time. And so wow. if you guys think that you're going to get away with this and, you know, retirement or whatever's going to save you, no, mate, I, we're coming after you. These royal commissions, we're not only going to go after the politicians, we're going to go after everyone that enforced these things because just following orders, it was not right in Nuremberg 1 and it won't be right in Nuremberg 2. And you can be damn well sure we're going to be doing Nuremberg 2 along with our own royal commissions in this country because... It's not okay, it's not okay to do what you're doing and just be like, oh yeah, whatever. If you have not resigned yet, or if you have not, you know, worked within your job to, to oppose some of these mandates, yeah. then we're coming after you. I've, I've been inundated with police officers, the good police officers, that resigned in 2020 and 2021, and they're, they're not okay with this. They're not okay with this, and they left. <clears throat> And so every, I've had, um, so since, since I gave my speech on the 24th of July, I've had seven sets of police officers come to my house. Some have said, you know, uh, you know, what you did, you put the public in danger. And others have said, oh, 
why we're not we're not putting that juice into us. That's that's the stupidest idea we've ever had. And wow. And so they're a mixed they're a mixed bag. <laughs> but every now and then, every every now and then, if a cop's bugging me, I say yeah. Sometimes some people in my family try to explain to them that I'm you know I'm actually trying to help the situation. And I just tell my family member, oh no no, shh, shh, shh. all the good police officers have already resigned. We're left with the crap because I know that gets to them. I know it gets under their skin because mm. before this pandemic, we used to have a very good relationship with the cops. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've had, had so before before I started turning cops away, I had about six cops come to my house. My house, like I, I couldn't do anything. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I if, if I went out and my someone from my family said. Hey, what's um? You know, we've 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 got the cops here. You need to come home. It's like, ah, oh, I'm gonna drop everything I'm doing, go home, show them the receipt that what I was doing was legit. Show them the coffee receipt or the coals receipt. That's wow! And I just wow I just slammed my foot down. I just slammed my foot down, and I said, I've offered you guys coffee when when you're at my house because that's I'm in Eastern. That's how my dad and my mom taught me how to do things. Yeah. You know, and for you guys to turn around and tell me I can't pro- I can't as a journalist I can't cover the next protest. In, I think it was the 21st of August. Yeah. I can't cover that protest. This is why you're losing the trust of the people. And I've talked with some of them. They felt like, oh, no, it'll, it comes and go. It comes in wave. And it's like, no. No, 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 no. The no, wave no. is when becoming a tidal wave on them now. It's exactly, exactly. more and more joining the wave and it's becoming, man. I know even for myself, you know, I have officer friends and, you know, I respect police officers 100%. You need them. If shit goes down, you need, we all need them. But the ones that say they have no choice but to fucking shoot at their own people is fucking bullshit. Like, unless there is people that are, you know, breaking shop front windows or looting or being violent, I understand 100% you've got to come down on them. But to be shooting at all sorts of people and pushing over, you know, um, women and... You don't have to. There ha- I, I'm sure, Joel, there has to be a fucking time, like... Let's just say Dan Andrews pushes for another 100 days of lockdown and riots throughout for another 100 days, civil wars. There has to be a time where the gun goes at their own people and the police go, no, actually, we're pointing it back at Dan Andrews and the government. We're not doing this anymore. Like, there has to come a time. There has to. They can't, they can't, like, as a normal human being, like, having ethics, morals, you know, you fucking sworn to serve and protect the people. Like... There has to come a time where you go, I've got to wake up out of my robot mode that I've been told from my bosses, I'm not fucking doing this, right? And we saw it in France, they took their helmets and they walked with their own people. I saw the other day at the shrine, there was people saying, can we just get the cops through the middle and we could walk down, maybe you could walk with us. That would make fucking history, but no, they wanted to shoot like, and it just makes more anger it makes, and it kind of seems like that's planned. It's meant to go this way from the people that are in control. They want this. That's the thing. A lot of a lot of people are giving up, you know. And um, I don't want to jump the gun on some of your other questions, but they can't keep this up forever. They just can't. And I'll tell you why. Because once we we're discovering this from, let me teach you one thing about me. I don't know anything. That's 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 what I know. And you can quote me on that. I don't know. I don't know anything. I only I'm only good at picking up patterns. And I look at what's happening overseas. And fortunately, in the UK, they're at over 65% jabbed. And so the good thing about that is, you know, we're in a situation where we can see how the public responded to that. And over there, they're not responding well because they're simultaneously pushing a third dose of juice 
and they're also pushing. I still can't believe that, Joel. I can't. I can't. You said two. Why? Why isn't the two working? Exactly. Now we're going through. Exactly. In Israel, there's a fourth exactly. coming. Like it's diabolical. Know, know, it's. That's right. And so, so with that third, you know, uh, dose of juice, people are not okay with it. They're like, hang on, I followed everything you said. I followed the rules. If you said stand on the dot, I stood on the dot. Some people that haven't followed anything. Why am I being treated the same way as they are? People are going to crack because if you make emotional <laughs> arguments, it only lasts for so long. Those people are going to crack and they are cracking. And so in, over in the UK, they've ditched for now. They've ditched the jab and yeah, passport. The, the passport and, yeah. and the second thing they're pushing, which is a big tactical error, is they're going for the kids. Those mm. under 12, even though their official government group have said, you know, we don't recommend doing it under for these, giving them the juice. You know, they're still pushing it. They're going against the health advice of their head sort of group. And so the mothers, and if you want to activate a society, you activate the mothers because never underestimate the love. Oh, the lioness, the mother. And because the lioness grabbed her husband, the scrotum, and said, you better fight this thing. These are our cubs. They start ringing the bell. They're really good at that. It's like, okay, those two things, you really want to push them? All right. And that's what gives me hope. A lot of people in this country... They're like, oh, no, it's all over, you know, you know, some too many people have gotten both, you know, doses of the juice and this and that. Guys, this is not the end. This, they're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep giving you the next one and the next one and the next one. In Israel, the 1st of September, you have not had the third dose of juice. You cannot do the things that you used to be able to do. This is oh. not going away. And until you realize that, this stops when you say stop. My numbers are only growing. I don't mean to pump my tires up. Since this lockdown started, because it's the best thing for me, my following's grown 125%. So that's insane. The majority of it's been on Instagram and then, you know, a bit of Facebook. But my point is, I'm not losing followers. Mm. I'm, all the followers are getting drawn to one side because... They want the fucking truth. They want, they're sick of the propaganda machine. They're sick of the 11 a.m. fear propaganda machine coming at them. They want some fucking hope. They want some inspiration. And that's the thing, Joel. Where the fuck are the leaders? Look, it was like a leader should motivate and inspire their people. Morrison should get on every day and say, look, we've got this, we've got that. You know, because if you've got a, you know, a compelling future, it's exciting. But instead, we've got more fear, more fear, more fear. And it's like... Can you fucking give up the fear? Like, it's like so obvious what you're doing with the fear to the minority. But for the majority, it's just like that fear is so strong. And that's not what leaders do. Leaders should want and get the best out of their people. So for me, the whole government has fucking failed. The whole, like the lot of them, right? Like who, who is in charge? They have all played their own part in the puppet show, whatever the fuck they're doing is just, it's fucking disgusting. And I believe there will be one day, many apologies, maybe two years, five years, whatever, we're sorry how that government treated our people. I, I truly believe that will happen one day. We're in the process of a massive political alignment, the likes we haven't seen ever in the history of Australia. Maybe not since Menzies. Menzies is a guy that founded the Liberal Party. He's a guy that got 21 or 22 minor parties and forged them into the Liberal Party. That's insane. Mm, Anyone wow. that knows minor parties knows that's like impossible. So with what's happening right now, we've got a lot of minor parties and we've had a lot of minor parties for a while now. And this is the reason why I'm not in a minor party. Clive Palmer, 
Ricardo Bosi, Campbell Newman, Pauline Hanson. Can you see why these people won't work together? They're not really team players. They push their own agendas. Exactly. So there are some minor parties like Rod Carlton and Ibox that are sort of building a conglomerate. They've got the right idea. But this is the truth, guys. With a lot of these minor parties, a lot of them aren't going to be successful. That's just the truth of it. So you've got to pick very carefully which one you want to go with and which one best represents your values. I have a criteria, uh, a four-part criteria, which I come, which if I was to pick a party out of the minor ones, this is how I do it. So a party has to be, one, well-funded, experienced, have people that have fought political elections before. Three, have a vision to lead the party forward. The fourth one is have parliamentarians. Now, you can have maybe three out of those, but if you've got any less than that out of the four, then... I'm sorry, I can't. I couldn't get, get on board with you. That's just the reality of it. There are only three parties advocating freedom. Three parties out of the ones, all the minor parties that actually meet that criteria. You've got the United Australia Party. Yeah. You've got the Liberal Democrat Party. They're like libertarians. And then you've got the um, One Nation. Those are the only three. Yeah. That meet all four of those criteria. So, look, you can pick, you know, whichever party, because maybe one of the minor parties will get up. Maybe Rod Carlton, maybe Imob, maybe, you know, Ricardo Bosi or some of these other freedom parties will get up. Yeah. But the reality is you've got to pick which one to go with. I wish they all worked together. I wish they all formed a coalition, but this is the reality. If you want them to do that, they're not going to do it. They're not going to come together. I, I promise you, I wish they would, but they're not going to do it. But this is what you can do. If you want them to preference each other, that is the way to go. If you don't know how preferencing works, I'll explain it one day. But if the first person doesn't get the vote, then the second one will get the vote. You want all these minor parties to preference each other. Sometimes what the major parties do is they get in between the minor parties and they make deals. So they might go to Clive Palmer or they might go to One Nation and they'll say, oh, look, we'll preference you here and give you this seat, but everywhere else you have to preference us bring the votes back. That is not good at all. Mm -hmm. We need all the minor parties to stick together and preference each other. And then from there, you can get people into parliament. Now, this is what happens, though. After the election, when some of these parties do get up, hopefully out of those three, and maybe some of the others, then it's a no-brainer for them to work together. And they do work together. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times do you see people... You know, in the Senate working together, or in you know, in the in the um, House of Reps work together. Yeah, that's when things happen. But but in the election, they all think they're perfect. They all think that they've got the vision that Australians want. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. The problem with the right is we're, we're so individualistic; it can be our downfall. Whereas the leftists, they come together. They're more collectivists. That's what we talk. They think with one mind. Mm -hmm. But that's the rea that's the reality of it, guys. You may not like it. I wish they'd all work together. I wish we could have you know all of these minor parties together and work together and smash it but the reality is they won't and this is this is what happens when they don't work together the reality is all those minor parties if they combine together in the last election in 2019 yeah that equated to one senate seat yet because they didn't preference each other they didn't get that senate seat mm. that's where we are now so so this is my job my, my job is to educate people let them know what's going on i don't support any of these political parties i'm not paid by any of them I just tell you, if this is what you want, this is where you're going to go. Man, I've learned so much now. Like, I, to tell you the truth, I've hardly known fuck all about politics and I really couldn't give a fuck about politics majority of my life. But I feel I've been forced to. Like, as an Australian, you're fucking forced to. You cannot just put the blinkers on and just hope you wake up out of this 
out of your fucking slumber and you just go to the beach in your favorite cafe and, you know, we sip fucking pina coladas, you know? Like, as we know, when, when you know, laws become unjust, it becomes our duty in a democracy to fucking stand up. Like, it's, it's a fucking must. If we want to enjoy freedom, we have to, right? Where, where did you, you know, you're only 24 years old because, like, I kind of make a bit of fun about Vegemite kids, right? The Australians that, I have a bit of culture, I'm half Italian, so I have a little bit of culture, but the general, like, Vegemite kid that just loves to go to the beach and their favorite cafe and they don't want to know any of this kind of shit, right? Which is cool, whatever. But it's like, it's funny how people like yourself with, like, a, a what's your background, Joel? Lebanese and Syrian. Lebanese and Syrian, right? I'm Italian. I know Romeo. I think he's Lebanese. You know, I grew up in Western Sydney, right? So very multicultural, right? They have a lot more passion. And it seems like, you know, I have Serbian friends, Croatian friends. They know. They can smell shit before the Vegemite kids. The Vegemite kids think, ah, she'll be right. She'll be right. But the Serbians, the Croatians, the Lebanese, the Iraqis, they smell shit instantly. And the Aussies are like... You guys need to calm down, man. Just calm down. And I'm like, no, you guys need to wake the fuck up. Like, if you love your country, you need to stand for something. It's like, what are you fucking here for? It's time for you to stand up. You know, if you enjoy your life, it's time now to stand up and fucking fight for it. Like, how much do you want it? So how, Joel, you know, you're 24 years old. How did the fuck did this come about, such a young fella... With a, a head on your shoulders like this, was it your dad, your uncle? Because I can't say I got really taught too much about this. My old man a little bit. But like I said, in the last 12 to 18 months, especially in the last six six months, I've had to. Like, you know, you have to, right? It's your duty. So w- how did you, how did this come about, Joel? I don't know. I just found it interesting. When I, when I left school in 2015, that long ago, back in my day, I, um, I finished off and I was like, I, I have nothing to do because I was so engrossed in my school yeah. that, you know, I had nothing to do once I left. And I was like, okay, I stumbled across, you know, American politics as a progressive for a year and a half. And I sort of learned how that worked and this and that. And then I started looking at Brexit in, in the UK and I saw what happened in mid-2016 with their vote and mm. I was following all of that. Mm. And mm. so I learned a bit there. So I, was, so I was listening to all these podcasts from America, the progressive ones and the conservative ones listening to people like Nigel Farage and Majid Nawaz in the UK, who is a progressive and a conservative. I think it was August 2018. I was like, okay, that's that's all fine and good. That's good. But what about Australia? Mm. Who do I vote for here? And so I thought, you know, one nation, you know, they're all right and this and that. And then I came across this party called uh, the, the, the Australian Conservatives. That was Corey Bernardi's party, and uh, he went to the 2019 election and unfortunately came out with absolutely nothing. But what he did have and what he taught me was I used to listen while I was laboring and, you know, bricklaying and steel tying and, you know, landscaping Oof, you know, on the construction tough work. Well, it was tough work, but it was what the great thing was. I just have, you know, just listen to music or listen to podcasts. And I was always listening to podcasts. Mm. So I get like nine, nine hours of this education from the people, the best minds of the UK, the USA, as well as Australia. And I was listening to both sides. And, you know, I learned how all of these voting systems worked. And so it was very interesting to hear that. And, you know, a lot of it's common sense. You just have to ask, you know, politicians and you start talking about it and you start to understand, ah, that's how this works. And so it's only a matter of time. If you work out who trustworthy sources are, it's only a matter of time before you learn really quickly. If you can approach things humbly as if you know nothing, 
then you're going to learn things a lot quicker. And as a young person, I'm used to not knowing a lot of things Mm -hmm. and being very humble when it comes to understanding things. And that's why it's always strange when I hop on with a guy like Graham Hood, who's like three times my age, or, you know, John Lata, who who I was interviewing a couple nights ago, who's a surgeon. It feels weird me interviewing them because it's like, I'm 24, they're three times my age. Like, what Mm. the hell do I know compared to them? I don't know how to save someone's life if they're their legs been chopped off, you know, you've got to approach it with an element of humility. And that's something I fall short of, you know, quite often. And I try to, you know, pull back on, but, um, because the moment I stop being humble, then I stop learning. And if I stop learning, then I'm just going to be, you know, remember, I don't know anything. All I'm good at is picking up patterns. And if I stop picking up patterns then I become ineffective. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Right. And man, you're wise beyond your years, Joel, seriously, wise beyond your years. And the thing is, Common sense is not so common anymore. That's what's so fucking funny. If you've been manipulated, especially from the propaganda machine, it's like common sense is just out the window because you're just so hypnotized and in a trance of how they want you to act from whatever angle they're coming at. And those type of people will fight to support their own jail. You know, they'll fight to actually support their own mental cage and control, right? It's fascinating stuff. My friends work in aviation, um, you know, they've worked as um, hostesses and hosties and, you know, they've had their own businesses and, you know, after what we've seen in Melbourne, many people are like, what the fuck are the tradies complaining about? Like, they've got shut down for a week or whatever it is and, like, you don't see us. We've been locked down so much of last year and all that kind of shit, like, we didn't whinge. So, now, where do you stand on that? Because it's kind of making a bit of a divide between the people. And personally, I don't like that. And I, I have my reasons, which I'll say after you. You know, how can we still stay united through this shit? Like, it's like, because the tradies, yeah, it's kind of in a way seems selfish in a way because they only stood up when they lost it. And, you know, I'm sure you saw that guy on um, Rebel News, the guy that said, you know, I'm very sorry that we didn't stand up for the other businesses, right? Like, when yous were going through it, it's like... If we were more tighter as a community, 200 days ago, if businesses were in trouble, the tradies could have went, fuck that, we're coming to save, like, the whole community could go, no, fuck you, whoever's, you know, Dan Andrews, whoever it is, we're all coming together for the greater good. But there's too much fucking disconnect to, for that to happen. How, how do you see that, Joel? What's your, what's your advice on that? Yeah, well, we've forgotten our story as a country. Make America great again. That's sort of where it sort of started, you know. So I guess it started in the UK. But, you know, in America, they really popularized it. And um, yeah. in Australia, we need to make our country great again. What the hell does that mean? It means we've got to recognize the values that made our country great, whether that's Christianity, whether that's the importance of family and having a relationship with your kids, all of it. And so when it comes to what's going on here, we need to make sure that we remember that it's a blip in history mm. that we've got. It's a, it's a real miracle. It's a real miracle. You know, more often than not, we, um, we don't have peace and prosperity. We've got destruction and war and death. And the, the fact that we, 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 the arrogance that we think we have, that all of that is behind us, that we're in a Star Trek future, that, you know, we live in a world of plenty. We're just not there, guys. We're mm. not there yet. Maybe mm. we will get there, but we're not there yet. The reality is human nature hasn't changed. You know, the values that made us great, we can't just get rid of them. They're the supports that are holding this house up. Take out the supports, it all collapses, and we're seeing that. I had a conversation with, um, actually had three conversations with Jordan Peterson when he oh, was wow. in Sydney. And um, 
I saw him three times, but I had a conversation with him twice. It was um, in February 2019. This was before he got really sick. So this is at, he was at his prime. He, um, I mean, he's still sharp now, don't get me wrong, but he really went through a, the ringer after that. Hey, Joel, just letting you know, we've only got 30 seconds left. Do you want to jump on another one? or I'll tell you the Jordan Peterson in the next one then. If you guys aren't already following Chris, I reckon Chris is being severely censored. Give him a follow, bookmark him. Thanks for listening to the Mindset Motivator with Chris Simons. If you want to take your life to the next level, check out chrissimonscoaching.com.